Yo, cool, man. Yo, so welcome to Red River Podcast. Um, Thanks, man. Jeremy Moorhead. Um, so, so Jeremy uh, is from Epic Films, guys. Uh, Brain Stew. So, uh, explain exactly what that is because there's like a channel, but then you have your own podcast. Sure. So, uh, Epic Film Guys, uh, my buddy Justin started the podcast maybe like six, seven years ago. Um, we met at a screening for A Nightmare on Elm Street and became just fast friends. And I mean, he's been growing his fan base for Epic Film Guys for for years. And I was a fan of 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 his podcast. You know, um, we're buddies. We discuss film and stuff all the time. And for years, he he said, "Man, we should we should do a horror movie one." And I'm like, "All right, man. Well." The moment you bring it up to me sober, <laughs> like I know that you're serious and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. And several months ago, he was like, dude, I'm, I'm serious. Like I, I'd really like to do an Epic Film Guys spinoff, uh, you know, a horror podcast. So, you know, my, my life is horror. So, you know, I live it. I breathe it. Of course, I want to talk about it. So we, uh, we started throwing some ideas against the wall and we came up with Brain Stew and we've been, we've been rolling full steam ahead ever since, man. It's been, it's been really, really fun. And it's the first podcast thing that I've done for, for years. People ask me, you know, like, Hey, you should, you know, you're so into this stuff. You go to all these different events, you know, you're an autograph collector, memorabilia collector. Um, you know, a lot of people you should, you should do this. And I didn't want to jump into it, you know, half cocked. I wanted to make sure it was the right thing. So it's, it's fun to finally be doing it. Yeah, man. It's, it's interesting to see. Cause like for, for a minute now, since we opened up the Instagram uh, for Red River Podcast, like Epic Film Guys has been following us. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? And I had <laughs> I had no idea. And then once you started doing the podcast, because obviously we're friends on Facebook, yeah. you posted about Brain Stew. And I was like, oh, shit. And I made the connection. And then I see like, you're right. He, I mean, he has a great fan base on Twitter, on, on everything, man, he's, he's yeah. doing real well. And, uh, I listened to, to some of the episodes, you know, you guys did some Halloween stuff. Um, and it's fucking great. I love it. And, and oh, it makes thanks, sense for, for a guy like you, just like us, like we all, you know, and we all kind of came together through horror nerds, uh, oh, for sure. Facebook horror nerds is like in the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it was just, I mean, it's a complete cesspool now. So, but everything, everything good <laughs> comes to an end. You know? Yeah. And yeah. The very are, you, are you still in that? Are you still in that group? I, I mean, I have to be. Yeah. Right on. Right <laughs> yeah, on. I, I just like uh, every now and then, like I look over and I'm just like, oh, fuck these people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we talked about it a while ago. It got, you know, the, the internet is a, is a rough place and you kind of got to navigate and find the right groups for you. Um, yeah. And certain groups can be fun in the beginning, and then you know it becomes, it, it, you know how it is, man. People go fucking bananas over these things, and then it can be not fun when it's like everything that that you're seeing pop up on your feed is just negative shit and people being assholes to each other. Yeah, it's it, what it is. It's like when it grows to a like in the very beginning, I'm thinking like, oh, numbers, numbers, yeah, approve, 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 and then the bigger it got, like the angrier people, like you can't even like have a different opinion. I'm thinking like weird i'm like okay like who it's gives hard a to shit? keep it manageable when it yeah when it gets to that kind of a size you know yeah oh, for sure yeah. are are you is that your group are you the moderator of that group yeah i started the group yeah i had no idea that you were the one that started it dude like i'll i'll jump back over into it now that i know that you're the guy that that's leading that ship don't i know you i know you <laughs> i know you're like yeah it doesn't matter but no that that's cool. i didn't control. i didn't know but no that's cool that it's it's grown so big but yeah i had no idea that that uh, was your thing 
I really, it's one of those things that just like, I, I, once we started the podcast, I'm like, I'm just going to stay in this group. I'm going to stay in the red river podcast group because it's, it's a lot easier to, to talk nonsense here. It's just like, you're not like, uh, you know, you're not like defend, like if someone doesn't like something you don't like, like, and I, it's some dude, like, I don't know. It's like, why do I need to like go on there? Like, I'll yeah. be like, I'll be like, oh yeah, you know what? I feel differently about the witch. I thought it was terrible, but I'm not going to sit there and give a hundred rebuttals as to like why I think you should think it's terrible. It's like, yeah, okay. it's like <laughs> yeah. you're wrong. This yeah, movie is terrible. Yeah. It's yeah. like at the end of the day, a 24 makes movies that are so weird that I'm glad they exist. I gl- I'm glad they exist. They're getting these like, you know, releases. And it's like, I think some of their movies are terrible, but I thought, I thought, you know, green room is great. Midsummer was great. So dude, I uh, love, I love green room. Let's dude, lamb coming out. That looks like the strangest fucking thing ever. So the thing with <laughs> lamb, once I saw the, the trailer to lamb, I felt like it was like a fake trailer. Like I'm watching this and I'm just like, you know what? I'm like, you got, you do you a 24 every now and then I'll, I'll check it out. But that shit looks like, like, I just feel, I just know that if I went to the theaters to see that, I'd probably walk out very angry. Even if so. you, if you're going to love it or hate it though, they, oh, they're, they're always trying something, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they, they're out there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, my, my biggest takeaway from that trailer is like, dude, did somebody fuck that lamb? Because I, <laughs> I'm not trying to watch a movie where people are like fucking lambs. It's like, well, here's a, a human lamb baby. I'm like, oh no, man, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? Uh, anything's mesmerizing once you throw the Beach Boys. God only knows in, in the <laughs> as a song. So, but uh, I b- before we really get into it, I really want to talk to you about. Uh, so you you made your first movie Easter Sunday, and you got to work with Robert Zadar. What the fuck was that like? It was amazing, man. He was he was so cool. You know, I'm a, I'm a massive Maniac Cop fan. I mean, so come on, of course. I, I love it, dude. Part two is like it's the best. Is the best. Yeah, like the I best just, sequels I, ever. Ever, ever. And when when anytime this stuff comes up, I'm like, dude, it's the greatest action horror film ever fucking made ever. You're not wrong. Like, (laughs) so, okay. I went to Nighthawk cinema, which is out in Brooklyn and they do like screenings and Bill Lustig was there. Uh, I might've been for maniac cop one and he was doing a Q and a, and I asked him, I was like, yo, I'm like, what's your favorite movie you ever did? And he said, maniac cop two. And I'm thinking like, yeah, like it's, it's like you said, it's just this action horror movie. And as ridiculous as it is, it really fucking worked. I like one. Three is ridiculous. Two is two is legit a really good movie. It's incredible. It's incredible. So I, I've always been a fan of uh, Robert Zadar's. So when I was writing the script, I was like, you know, thinking of him in my head as I was I was writing his character Arkin. And uh, so when it came time to casting, I'm like, all right, well, we got a little bit of money. You know, we went the crowdfunding route, which is you know that's, that's an experience. But uh, we went the crowdfunding route a little bit, and then we all kind of throw down a little bit of, of cash and we were like all right well, we got a little bit and when i say a little bit i mean like literally just a little bit and uh so i was like man you know i ended up getting his cell phone number through like an agent of his and dude we we cold called him and this is no bullshit the first time i cold called him he fucking hung up on me what did you what did you how far did you get the first time <laughs> i was like hey man uh my name is jeremy moorhead i'm, I'm making Click. film you know, actually, I, I got a little bit further. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm making a film called Easter Sunday. Like, I wrote a role specifically for you. And, dude, it sounded like he had just woken up from a nap. He was like, oh, who, who is this? And I was like, 
I was like, oh no. <laughs> like the moment you have to repeat yourself, like yeah. after you get done with the whole thing, it's like, well, this isn't going well already. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he literally, I, I, as I was repeating myself the second time, he just fucking, he decided he was over and he fucking hung up. And I was like, all right, well, there goes that. So I, I let it breathe for, for a week or so. And then, you know, we contacted him again and it seemed like he was more awake and <laughs> ready to have a conversation the next time. And I just told him what the movie was about and, he was, he was into it. He was like, all right, you know, we, we worked out all the business dealings and, you know, he, he flew in and he worked with us for a little while. And I mean, dude, he was such a good guy, you know, making an independent film, you know, obviously you lean on a lot of your buddies and your friends for some of the casting choices and things. I saw, so, yeah, I saw, yeah. Like a lot of people, I know Jason Delgado definitely up in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, he was, Zadar was great because he, um, you know, he, he knew it was a lot of first time actors. So he was, he was so great on set. He was like, Oh, maybe try it this way or do it this way. Like he was literally giving acting pointers to people on set, which was, was really cool. Like people were like, okay, you know, like they took, they took his advice and, and they ran with it. And he was great, man. Uh, we have, I have a lot of funny, funny stories uh, with him. He, he really wanted Wendy's after we got done filming one day. So we're like, all right. So I think he ordered like extra mayonnaise on his hamburger. So I'm like, okay. So as he's eating this, this hamburger in my living room, right? Like mayonnaise is dripping off his burger onto the French fries. And I was like, yo, that looks disgusting. <laughs> like it looks so yeah. gross. And my buddy, John, who's in the movie, John McCoy, uh, he was sitting next to him and Zadar looked at him and goes, Hey, you want some of these French fries that like mayonnaise from the burger dripped on? And he was like, oh, okay. So like he starts eating these French fries and I was just like, dude, that's the grossest fucking thing I've ever seen. So I'm like, dude, you ate mayonnaise drenched French fries from Robert Zadar's hamburger. And that was the grossest thing ever. So we still we still joke about it to this day. It's just funny. Like, it's like a random thing. Like, you want some like no one ever like I don't care. Like my best friend could be sitting next to me. I'm not going to ask him if he wants my fucking fries. Never. No, no. And certainly if, <laughs> looking at those French fries, I would have been like, oh, no, no, thanks, man. But my buddy John was like, oh, OK, but uh. <laughs> It was wild, man. He 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 pulled some some pranks on us on set. We uh there was a, a scene where he was supposed to get knocked down, and so we had like this whole mattress set up out of the frame and like all these these paddings and things to where he'd be able to fall safely. And we had asked him because you know he was he was not not a you know a spring chicken at that point. So we said you know are you okay with doing this? Like if you want to scrap this, like we can do that. He was like oh I think I've got one fall in me. So we were like all right. So when uh when it came time for him to do the fall. He went down and it was great because uh, it took place in a, in a restaurant. Uh, and when he fell, like he was going to knock over a bunch of shit that was on the table, you know, next to, next to the mark. And so when he fell, he hit the fucking mattress and he didn't breathe. He just went, oh, and then he laid there, dude. I swear to God, everybody, I put my hands over my mouth because I was like, that's it. We fucking killed him. We killed, killed Robert him. Zadar. We killed him. <laughs> And he like, I'm not joking, man. It was like 20 seconds where he just laid there. Nobody said a fucking thing. And finally he went, I gotcha. And I was like, oh my God. I It felt like a minute that I didn't breathe. That would have been great. He was great, man. Yeah, he was, he was really great. It was, it was really sad when he passed. He never even got to see the finished, the finished film. He passed before it was done. Yeah, it's, um, I, I, yeah, it's super sad for sure. You know, he's been in some really interesting movies too. I think Samurai Cop, but he, I know you're a big Stallone guy. Did you uh, punish, time. did you punish him about Tango and Cash? Any questions? <laughs> I didn't, man. You know, <laughs> when, I, when I met, 
Oh, you mean for Zadar? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no. We, we, he, you know, he looks back. He looked back on it fondly, though. You know, he, he talked about loving being on the set of that and and hanging out with uh with those guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, cool. Um, so also before we we do our Halloween rankings, uh, sure. I, I I really wanted to ask you about uh the uh Nightmare on Elm Street uh documentary. So yeah. this is the second thing that you worked on. Um. Tell me about that, man, because it's 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 interesting because I know your your favorite uh, horror franchise is Halloween, just like mine. Absolutely. So how did we end up at Nightmare on Elm Street? So that was that was pretty much my introduction into horror uh, was a Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, I remember being super young, uh, like elementary school, like early elementary school and watching the tail end of the original on like USA up all night. And it's scaring the absolute shit out of me. I went to school the next day and was telling all the kids about Fred Krueger and it got so bad that literally the teacher called my parents. My parents are in the documentary and like they, they tell this story. So hopefully I'm not spoiling too much, but they, uh, my teacher called my parents and was like, Hey, you know, Jeremy apparently watched this horror film and he keeps coming to school talking about this guy, Fred Krueger. And it's, it's scaring the, the other kids so much that they're having nightmares and their parents are calling and complaining about him because he keeps talking about this guy that's going to fucking kill him in their sleep. So <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, so that, that was kind of my introduction in, into horror in, in, in a roundabout way. And I just loved a nightmare in Elm street uh, so much. And it was, it was just always kind of a safety blanket for me growing up, going to the video store. You know, I went, my, my dad would take me to the video store every week, every weekend. And, I'd get to pick out movies and it was constantly Elm Street movies, constantly Elm Street movies. He was like, man, aren't you tired of these movies? And I was like, no, they're the greatest. I would just watch them over and over again. And uh, so finally in like 2004, I didn't know, like I knew that horror conventions existed because, you know, I read Fango and shit like that, but it always just seemed like so unattainable uh, for me because I had never been to an event like that. And, you know, even though I live in, in, you know, Virginia, New York seemed so far away when I was, you know, 17, 18 years old. I was like, I don't know, man, you know, uh, for some of those Fango cons. And in 2004, I I remember I was watching one of the Elm Street films and I literally, I I went on the interwebs and I Googled meet Robert England because I was like, I'd like to meet Freddy Krueger. And uh, so it popped up Cherry Hill, Monster Mania. Uh, New Jersey, New Jersey. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Cool. Like, let me, let me go on map quest. Cause you know, we didn't have the smartphones yeah, yet yeah. with the, uh, the yeah. GPS. So I was like, let me go on map quest. It was like was 10 like, oh, pages. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, turn here, turn here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was like, Oh shit. It's only like three and a half hours away from me. Like, okay. Like I'm going to meet fucking Freddy Krueger. And it just, it, that film changed and that franchise changed my life because it, it kind of altered the direction that I went in my life. I, I, I wouldn't be making, you know, some films or, you know, having podcasts or even have the majority of the friends that I have, if it wasn't for that film and for that moment. So, you know, I went to Cherry Hill, I met Robert England and I thought it was, I thought it was going to be like a one-off thing. Like, Oh yeah. Like you're the one famous person I'll meet and like, I'll get your autograph. And then I just move on with my life and continue loving this thing that I, I love. And, it just bloomed, man. Um, you know, I, having always loved horror films, it was it just was eye opening going to these events and being able to meet your heroes and you know making lifelong friends. So that's what the documentary is about. the The documentary is about how 
that film changed people's lives. And it's called you know? Fred, Fred Heads, right? Fred Heads. Fred Heads, I, the documentary. Yep. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's, you know, people that, you know, a lot of people, it, it's kind of a common theme is, is people, you know, were, were bullied as kids and they, they turned to the Elm Street films because it was about empowerment, about overcoming, you know, this, this horrible entity and, you know, kids teaming up together and, and things like that. And that, that's kind of a common theme is, is people that had a lot of crazy upbringings and stuff that they turned to this violent horror franchise for comfort and it made them feel better. Um, and it's just about the connections that, that, you know, I wouldn't have met any of the people involved in that documentary if, if it wasn't for that film. You, you could argue with me and say the first five films are, are great. Absolutely. I, I don't know out of the big four franchises, you know, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday, Halloween, Nightmare. I don't know if the other ones could say that, but like, I, I think Nightmare has a solid five. Um, six is is pretty hard to watch. Shout out to Lisa oh, Zane. unwatchable, man. <laughs> unwatchable. <laughs> okay. I'm actually okay. in the middle of rewatching them all in order. Right Are you now. really? Yeah, because I, I told him that, the, you know, the creativity of, of the kills um, and just like it, when when you go into a dream world, like you could do anything, you know, so that's that's why mm -hmm. I, I, I like, you know, he said he, he those are the ones that you watch the least. Right. So I'm like, you got you got to watch them again. Yeah, I hadn't rewatched them in a long time. I got to say I, Halloween, I seem to dig out like every year and stuff. And uh but I just, for whatever reason, not because I didn't like them, because I grew up on that. Dream sure. Warriors, one of my favorite horror movies yeah. of all time. But uh, yeah. but yeah, I totally fell in love with it again. That's awesome. Yeah, part part six, man. Like, you know, here's Rachel Talalay that's worked on every Nightmare on Elm Street film to that point. And they were like, look, this is your chance. Like, you've climbed the ranks during these films to the point where now we're going to let you, like, direct your own. And... I, it's just surprising, man. It's kind of like when the Last Jedi happened. There's a clip of there's a clip of Mark Hamill looking uh, to to Ryan Johnson, going, "I'm really surprised at how you see Luke and how you're writing Luke." That's very surprising to me, and that's kind of how I feel about Freddy's Dead. It's like I'm surprised at how you saw the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise and how you thought that that was the best course to take was telling that story it's like looney tunes live action with freddy is bugs bunny dude it's it's unwatchable yeah it, it's uh for sure i mean it, every now and then i try <laughs> i try to watch it yeah but, same like i said you could argue i'll even throw the malign two in there you know because i i feel like two two still had great practical it's got a lot of good stuff in it it's got great practical effects it's and got it's great before freddie really went like one-liners and stuff exactly he still exactly. had that menace to him and stuff i love that pool scene it's, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's got a campiness to it, you know, that's undeniable. But it's so, kind of the charm of it too, you know. Yeah, oh, for sure. I love, I love Freddy's red eyes in that movie, man, and the shots yeah. that he's got the the red contacts and he looks menacing. Very, sure. very scary version of the character for sure. And and the brain, the brain slice, you know, oh, or yeah. like, or like, you know, like uh, Jesse's friend, like you know, but like it comes out of his like. <laughs> You know, Freddie comes out of his stomach. It's so good. It's so you know, good. Yo, yeah. I, I actually tried to get Jack Shoulder on the show, but he he wasn't having it. So. He, he was not about it, huh? He was not about it. He was like, who the fuck are you guys? Yeah. Uh, but, yo, so listen, 
Halloween Kills just came out. So I, I we never did a Halloween ranking, and I love okay. Halloween. You love Halloween. I love it. So, so let's just go round robin, man. Let, let's just uh, let, let's go twelve to one, and and we'll we'll basically talk about our favorite Halloweens. Uh, so we'll go with you. We'll start with with our guest. Give me your number cool. twelve, the one that's cool. at the very bottom of the list. I I will be surprised if we all don't have the same yeah. number twelve. <laughs> no. uh, <laughs> uh, Halloween Resurrection, man. Brian, I uh, it's close. Oh, not my, my okay. Lowest. It's yeah. mine. It's mine. But go ahead. It's my number eleven. So you know, it's right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give give us some give us some thoughts about uh, Resurrection. Yeah. Man, I I was in the theaters opening opening day because Halloween H two O, and we'll get to the rankings, of course. Like yeah. is is a film that I love, and it was my my first introduction into a Michael Myers film on the big screen. It, it I was in love with it. I was a- absolutely in love with Halloween H two O. So when we're getting a sequel to it, and I'm like, oh shit, and Jamie Lee's coming back for it. Like, okay, cool. Like I thought we definitively kind of told that story in the last one, but like let's. Let's see how they they do the workaround on this one, considering how H2O ended. And I just remember, like, my jaw dropping as I was watching it. What the fuck is happening? Like, what is happening? And Michael Myers is so interchangeable in this film. Like, you could have literally been like, no, this is Jason Voorhees, and he's got a hockey mask, and he's the one in this house. And it would have been the same movie. It's... It was just such a cardboard film, man. There, there was nothing to it. It was just literally the, the board meeting must have been them at a, at a table and been like, um, Michael Myers, he, uh, he, he gets in the house with the TV show and then he kills the people. Like that was, that was the board meeting for that. So I, I walked out like what a fucking weird piece of shit that movie was. And it's strange because obviously Rosenthal directed it. Rick Rosenthal directed it. I mean, he, he- directed the second one. Here's a guy who directed Halloween 1981 and Bad Boys, which is arguably one of my other favorite films. Um, but, you know, t- 10, 20 years will do something to, to someone's vision. And and it, it, it's a it's a it's definitely a victim of of the age. You know, the Internet was just kind of popping off a little bit. So it seems super dated because the technology is just, you know, so bad. But like, yeah, I. I I got to say, like, I, I just recently rewatched it again and it is unbelievably terrible. Like the beginning <laughs> is OK. The ma- I forgot how jarring the mask looks. The mask is like it looks like Ronald McDonald. Like it's just unfucking real. I saw it in a packed movie theater, like a sold out screening. We were waiting online. Like that's how old like, what was the last time you waited online for a movie, right? <laughs> we were waiting online and I just like to see. I mean, I love Buster Rhymes, but goddamn, like if if it Atrocious. was just it, but he karate kicked him. Like it it just I, I I can't say enough negative shit about this. This might be the worst horror sequel of all time. It's it's certainly up there. And like, dude, Katie Sackoff, that you know, she's risen to a bunch of fame recently with The Mandalorian and things like she's in this. And the way that she portrays her character in this movie with her mannerisms, with her hyperness, with everything, is is another nail in that coffin for me. Cause I'm like Every time she's on on screen and she's she's saying anything, 
It's just so it's so unrealistic that it's cringe. And this is this is just really bad, man. You're just driving that home. The fact that this is so bad that you you will have to do a lot to top this movie in the franchise. Like, I don't think resurrection. I mean, according to Brian, I'm sure he's got your give, give us your number 12. I know it's probably like what Rob Zombie. No, Rob Zombie's Halloween, too. It's, <laughs> it's completely. It's, uh, I mean, listen, resurrection. I could. I knew what my top three, like the second I wrote this down and I knew what was at the bottom too. And it was either resurrection or Rob Zombie's too. So I, I rewatched everything and stuff and I still can't get through the whole thing. It's just uh, the, especially when I get to the scene where, where it's the older Michael oh. maskless and the younger Michael and Sherry moon looking at the billboard. I, I had to stop it again. I've still yet to like be able to, and I'll watch anything all the way through. I can't get through it. And the white horse and it's atrocious. Yeah. I mean, beyond atrocious. <laughs> it's it's devastating. <laughs> if we, if this was horror nerds, I would tell you how wrong you are and how resurrection is worse, but I'm going to let it slide. The, no, uh, I, the, I really could interchange them. It's really, I do not like either of these films, like a sure. great deal, a great deal. The strangest thing about about Rob Zombie's Halloween too, outside of the white fucking horse, is the kid that they recast as young Michael. His acting is so terrible. He's like, he's like, but I miss you, mommy. Like it's like literally the way that he delivers his lines are so bad that it's like, okay, I get that this kid has longer blonde hair and you needed that for this film, but really? a he looks nothing like Dave Farish, uh, who you're having on the show, right? Yeah, well, uh, actually, I'm going to be on my buddy uh, Kellen's podcast. Okay, uh, that's it. That's it. Yeah, Kellen's Petty Talk Show. Uh, it's one of my good buddies, lives in L.A., and he actually, he's friends with Dag. He's directed some music videos for Dag, so he's he's bringing Dag on his show and asked me to come on and, and uh, just chat with him for a little bit, so that'll be, that'll be interesting. But, yeah, I mean, they might as well have just, because the reason I guess they didn't cast Dag in, in Rob Zombie's Halloween, too, was because he had got so much taller. Mm. It's like, dude, you should have just, cast him and done some camera work to make him look shorter because i mean this kid that you fucking cast yeah it's horrible I, they got loomis, I heard, they I got heard loomis Rob, back he did it do yeah. it to like finance that uh haunted world of super albisto comic movie he was doing i don't even know if he was like that into doing this movie so i don't it, and it yeah, shows yeah. it shows yeah, on I, screen I, I don't think so but it's uh a mess. all right get, give me your number 11 jeremy Rob Zombie's Halloween too. Yeah, yeah, that's I I got. Well, actually, I don't have it at eleven, but you know. Oh yeah, I I'm curious. I I actually I don't hate this movie, even though it's number eleven. That shows you how much I love the Halloween franchise. I don't <laughs> hate. I don't hate Rob Zombie's Halloween too. Um, I like a good deal of it. Um, I, I'm you know the kills are absolutely brutal. Like we yeah. get a terrifying Michael Myers where he's I mean he's literally grunting which we'd never seen him do before when he was stabbing people and killing people. I could have done without the mask, the hobo mask where it's like literally hanging on by a thread. Absolutely could have done without it. But I, I feel like there are a lot of good things in this film, despite it not being a good film. You know, Brad Dorif is fucking incredible as Lee Brackett in this movie. Oh, um, Daniel Harris. She, she did great. great. You know, um, uh, Scout Taylor Compton, you know, she, she did great for what the script was for her again with, with all of Rob Zombie's movies. There's, 
the dialogue is always problematic because it's just not real world. It's not relatable. It's like, who? I just want, I want to have a conversation with Rob and be like, who do you know that talks like this? Like, do, is there people in your life that actually communicate like this? No one in Connecticut. It's, yeah, no, no shit. So yeah, number 11 is, is Rob Zombie's Halloween too. All right, cool. Uh, so Langan, what, what do you have at 11? You said resurrection. Right? Resurrection. And yeah, do you want to, yeah. do you want to add anything to that? What can be said? Uh, <laughs> say. <laughs> okay. Uh, my number 11 is actually Rob Zombie's Halloween one. Um, I just, wow. And listen, once again, I'm not a Rob Zombie hater, uh, just like Eli Roth. I feel like these these guys all have the potential to make something good. I love his first two movies. I think he has a really cool vision. I, he has a great eye. Um, but I just uh, w- when it comes to touching this this franchise, uh, it's it's almost like you shouldn't even bother because it's so hard to do. Like, it's just such a thankless job. And maybe. You know, there's kids that are 15 years younger than we are that are, that love this one for sure. But um, <clears throat> Halloween one, I just uh, I didn't like. Uh, I I just don't want anything explained. I don't want anything explained. I I don't want to know where this guy came from. The very beginning with uh, you know, my my boy, uh, God, I don't remember his name now. Fucking American Me actor, uh, William Forsythe. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, and, and Sherry Moon Zombie or whatever the fuck her name is, like just that dialogue is in the very beginning. <laughs> it's just like yeah. they're like, it, it's just it's almost like a sitcom with like just shitty cursing. <laughs> and I'm just oh, like, yeah. what is going on here? I have no idea. Um, I will give it one scene. So when young Michael puts on the old Michael mask, I thought that was pretty jarring and pretty an interesting look. He had a couple of things happen in, in this first movie where I'm like that. That was a cool idea, but it's just such a um, it, it, it's like it spent half the movie getting to a to a it's place like two films. Yeah. You know that and it, nobody wants a I mean, I have it up a little higher than you, but just jumping in. It's uh, nobody wants uh, any kind of human backstory towards this monster like that's the whole appeal of the 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 mask is is emotionless everything about it so like we don't want that like to tell that story that no one really wanted of no michael myers was like as a kid like as as a kid because he was you know definitely uh you know uh very kind of (laughs) soft yeah you know so uh all right that's my number 11 so uh let's do number 10 jeremy number 10 for me uh, I don't know where this one is going to rank for you guys, but Halloween kills. Halloween kills for me. I uh, it's funny because I've I've seen it twice now. I me saw too. it. Yeah, me too. I saw it in I saw it in theaters early um, at a press screening, and I was shocked, man, because you know David Gordon Green he didn't get everything right with Halloween 2018, but he was setting up kind of like a direct sequel to John Carpenter's Halloween where he was, you know, when Jamie Lee Curtis was out on, on press tours for this film, she was spinning it as, you know, this is a film about, about trauma and how, you know, generational trauma. She, she would say trauma. She, this is about trauma. I'm like, yeah. it's like maybe trauma. it was about Lloyd Kaufman. Yeah, dude. Every <laughs> single time I'm like, she, why does nobody tell her how the fuck to say trauma? But anyway, so, you know, she would say it's all, oh, it's about generational trauma and how we as people deal with it. And, you know, it was played pretty straight and it was kind of, you know, almost set up like real world, like this could happen. 
much like John Carpenter's original Halloween without some things, you know, of course there's some tidbits that we'll get to when we get to that one, but I was so shocked and surprised when I watched this in theaters the first time at the decisions that the, the filmmaking team made with this one, because it was like they, they threw conventional storytelling out the window. Like, you know, they tried to create a Halloween film with a little bit of gravitas with Halloween 2018 with this one. They were like, fuck it. Like <laughs> he escapes that fire and he just fucking kills people the entire runtime. And we'll just, set it up for the third one you know there was no there was no real story in it the dialogue was horrendously bad you know one of my buddies he he got the script a year before this thing came out and he was like jeremy if if this script is real the dialogue <laughs> is so unbelievably bad and he sent it to me and i didn't read it because i was like dude i don't i don't want to yeah, spoil yeah. it yep, you yep. know i want to i want to go into it fresh and i don't want to be thinking about the script when i when i watch it and the Dude, it was the real script. It was a real and script. Yeah. The, the dialogue was so fucking bad. But, you know, there's always also like, you know, I watched it a second time and I can enjoy a movie while understanding that it's a bad movie. In fact, you, I feel like so many of the movies that I love are bad movies that I just happen to love. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, that, that that's why we're here uh, on a podcast talking complete nonsense on a Wednesday, you know, because that's, that's what we do. That's how we grew up, you know? So uh, I, I got a lot of feelings on, on it too. When, when it pops up on my list, yeah. um, Langan, do you have uh where are we are? Uh, was it nine or 10? I don't even remember. 10. 10. Uh, I will have uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween one. Okay. Um, I know we just talked about it, but you know, same things I just said before about the unnecessary backstory. I beg I, I give credit, but it was underused. They had some cameos in there. Clint Howard and, and Udo Kier. I wish they did a little something more with that. But like he took a couple of chances like that. But uh, and visually, I, I he he makes some great looking stuff, and it and Michael looked great. I give him credit for that too. And Savage kills and stuff. But it's just it's hollow. It's a hollow film. The dialogue's terrible and. Uh, you know everything we said before yeah it's uh, funny because uh rob zombie he when when they approached him he was like i want to tell he wanted the entire movie to be about young michael myers and he wanted it to be like like a sanitarium story and like it end where he breaks out of the the sanitarium when he gets older that could um, be cool yeah and then the the studio of course was like no we're gonna we're gonna need you to go ahead and you know do the because the remakes were huge at the time platinum dunes was fucking cranking them things out they were yeah they they were and and uh god i mean yeah out of i didn't mind it you know in comparison to friday the 13th which was i might have enjoyed more um but god that nightmare on elm street planet like that was like the worst i can't even that might have been the, like that's up there with resurrection. It's like being like one of the worst things ever. But it's only because Robert Englund is so fucking good as Freddy. And we have that association that it's like, how do you even replace that? Like you could replace Michael because it's a guy with a fucking mask. You could replace Jason Leatherface. All these guys don't mm -hmm. they, they don't say shit. But Freddy is is robert and personality yeah. but it but it's england like yeah. if it ain't england then it's like i all right then let it go i've i've said it for years you know going to these conventions there there are so many people um that 
are amazing cosplayers that they've studied Robert England's mannerisms, his voice. And um, one of, one of our buddies, Bill, he's in the documentary. Um, he is a Freddy cosplayer that Robert England was like, you're the official Freddy cosplayer. Like he has everything down just from just even the way that he moves his hand is, is spot on. Perfect. The voice is perfect to where when we were doing a, uh, an event for Fred heads, he was in full prosthetics and everything. He looked perfect. He looked like Robert England's Freddie and people were coming up to us and they were going, is that, is that Robert England? Is he fucking with people? Like people really believed it was yeah. him. So I've been saying it for years. Whenever they do get this next film off the ground, get that guy, get that fucking guy get or get, guy. get yeah. somebody that that's their life. Don't go for a name. Don't go the Kevin Bacon route. Like that name's been thrown out a lot. Don't go Kevin Bacon. Don't try to get a name. Get somebody that, is going to please fans. You know, obviously Robert England's not going to come back to do it. So hire somebody who has studied that Robert England school. That's my thoughts. I mean, it worked for Journey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, All right. So my number 10 is Halloween 2, uh, Rob Zombie. Um, I got to say the very beginning of this movie, pretty decent, like pretty decent. Like it, it had some like really good violence, um, everything leading up to like, obviously when she wakes up from the dream. Um, I like the complete angle that, you know, uh, I guess, you know, Loomis is kind of like a shit bag. And, uh, you know, it's just all this like weird stuff. Like it, I enjoyed it more than than the first uh, Rob Zombie Halloween, but it was still a goddamn mess. <laughs> that whole fucking ending, too. Like, it's just I, I, I yeah, I can't I, it, it, listen. The bottom three for sure. Like. <laughs> That's just that's just a <laughs> resurrection of and Halloween fucking Rob Zombie one and two. Now we got those out of the way. We could talk yeah. about the real Halloween. So give me yeah, your number yeah, yeah. nine, Jeremy. Number nine for me is Halloween five. Yeah. You me know, too. it's me it, too. It, okay, yeah. Oh, so, no right. shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny, man. Yep. Uh yeah, I mean, this this movie took they started filming less than a year. Yep. You know, after uh Halloween four came out. And yep. as they started filming this. They didn't even have a finished screenplay. They were still working on the script as they were filming it. And sometimes shit like that works, right? And I don't think this was that scenario. No. <laughs> um, and my, my big question is, okay, like if you just wrapped a Halloween film less than a year ago and you're already making another one, what happened to the fucking mask from part four? Yeah. Like, like what happened? It got why, worse. Why, why so do we have bad. this mullet? fucking mullet guy mask that like the mask is like fucking it hangs down so far too and they don't tuck it into the coveralls and in, in most of the shots like what happened like I, worst I, mask. I, I i don't know i don't understand i don't even um, was it the worst mask i it might no, be i'm not sure no, no right it, i, I feel <laughs> no. like I, I i i'm gonna go uh you know probably you know I, i'll save my answer for that yeah, for the yeah, worst yeah, same, mask same, same. <laughs> it's in the um, running show but yeah i mean Halloween five, uh, it's, it's got a mute chick. That's, <laughs> it's got a mute chick that has like now like a, like a psychokinesis, like connection to, to Michael Myers. And, you know, it's got Donald Pleasance as Dr. Loomis. So, you know, it's got that going for it. I fucking, anytime he's on screen as Loomis, you know, I, I'm all about it, but it's a, uh, it's definitely a weak entry in the, in the franchise. For sure. Langan, anything to add? Michael cries in it. That's the one. <laughs> that's one of the worst scenes in the in the franchise. It's, 
you know enough said yeah uh, uncle and, yeah i already don't like it too when like a, a little kid is focused heavily and i just it's just a thing i have in horror movies me too i just don't want them in it i don't want them in that world so that had a strike against it right off the bat but yeah it's 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 terrible it's completely misguided it's uh not a good film all right so here, here's what i'm gonna say the stuttering kid, probably the most annoying kid that's probably ever been in a horror movie next to the Duke kid. And I love Dude, the I was, I was about to fucking say <laughs> yeah. that. And I love Satan's little helper, too. Shout out to that yeah. guy. Uh, <laughs> okay. The two fucking cops with the oh, music. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I never want in a Halloween movie? Humor. I don't want any fucking humor. I don't need the like, what is that noise that the cops like the cop noise thing? It's like a like slapstick. It's it's insane. Like who, how could you even like make that decision to do that? If, if anyone had any decency, they would have kicked that fucking director's camera right the fuck out of his hand and be like, (laughs) nah, like this ain't like, you got to go. Like we're getting someone else. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, fucking uh, <laughs> the fact that fucking Michael Myers is like floating in the water. <laughs> I mean, gee, I don't even know what's going on. I mean, I, I could just keep going. Um, but at the end of the day, in comparison to those last three, it still felt like a Halloween movie. Um, the, 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 the guy in dressed in black, that was the beginning of his thing. Right. And, and I think the director had no idea. He just threw him in there and was like, I, I guess whoever makes number six will figure this out, which is yep, fucking yeah. amazing. I love that type of fucking uh, like brutality. Um, yeah, that's my number. That, that's my number nine. I'm so, funny that we all have it. So let's do number eight. Cool. Uh, I've got Rob's zombies Halloween. And the reason that it's, it's not lower for me is that it is, a polarizing film, much like Halloween Kills that just came out. People are still talking about Rob. I mean, dude, you you run a horror group. You know, people still talk about Rob Zombie's Halloween every fucking day. It's it's a it's a fascinating movie because you know pretty much they brought Rob in, and other than kind of mandating that he had to include that remake aspect in the in the second half of the film, they let him do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. You know him. There's a documentary. Um, it's a four-hour documentary that's on on the DVD. Uh, I think it's Thirty Days in Hell or some shit like that. Like I can't oh, remember yeah, what, yeah, yeah, what yeah. the special feature was called, but it's it's literally four hours of the making of Rob Zombie's Halloween, and it's just so interesting to see how he directs his actors and what he he does. There was a scene that got cut with Dee Wallace where she said, "You know, hey, would you be okay with me saying my line like this?" And he looked and he goes. These are just words on paper. He said, I hired you because I trust you to perform in this film. He goes, you can get on camera and say whatever you want to say. You know, that's why I brought you in. And I thought that was kind of kind of fascinating. That Like, that's how he rolls. He That's why I think he brings in those core people into all of his films because yeah, he yeah. trusts them. And he, yeah. he wants those performances out of them. But it's it's such a strange movie because, you know, you're, you're given the, the keys to the kingdom, right? You can go make your movie, make this Halloween movie. And he chose to go the direction that he chose. And it's so weird, man. There are people that are, they live, they breathe and they die. Rob zombies, Halloween. Like they love it. Yeah, absolutely. 
they, they say it's better than than Carpenters, some of these people. And I just I think it's fascinating. And I, the first time I watched it, I kind of had a similar reaction to Resurrection. I was like, dude, I don't know what the fuck I just watched and I don't know how I feel about it. And then I went back and I rewatched it once it came out on video and I, I didn't love it. And I was like, you know, I don't I don't know. And then several years later, I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch this, you know, free of John Carpenter's Halloween. I'm going to watch this as a slasher Rob Zombie film. And it's a, it, it is a great slasher film. It's just probably not a great Halloween film. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's basically it. So I remember when I watched it, I you know, when I went to the theaters to watch it, I thought to myself, I'm like, if this movie wasn't called Halloween, I think I would enjoy it. So for that reason, you know, it's just, it's just a hard thing. It's like once you take that responsibility on and like, you know, as a filmmaker, I mean, I'm sure if you were given those keys, you you got to take it right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for that, sure. That's it. Um, so what was it, number eight, Langan? Um, I'm sure I know I have this lower than you guys, but mine is uh, H2O. Um, for me, it just it's a little too slick, a little too glossy. The look of it, um, the kills aren't that good. I didn't like the LL character. Um, I don't know. I like I said, I know you guys like it better than i do yeah i'll say i i have it higher on my list and i'm sure yeah. jeremy does too same, so I'll, same, yeah. I'll, I'll talk about it when we get there nice. yeah but that's what i got okay yeah. cool um so my number eight is halloween three season of the witch uh you know as a kid uh you know definitely the vhs era uh you know old enough to remember to, to have rented this on vhs i was very confused I didn't understand. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck happened. Uh, I'm like, wait, this makes no sense whatsoever. I hated it as a kid. I was like, fuck this movie. Fuck this movie. One, two, four. That's me. Um, as I got older, I watched it like like we just talked about the Rob Zombie thing. Once you take it out of like that universe and it's a standalone movie, it's like, I love Halloween three. Like, I get it now. Um, I, I it's just such a brutal movie like the very beginning like when they kill the dude in the fucking hospital and they fucking like put their fingers in it like just like yeah. rip his nose out like the brutality oh. the the uh the, the the face explosion with the laser like i mean a centipede shit coming out of people's heads uh the fact that that this guy's making masks to basically kill uh you know kids is such a sinister movie and then the ending is you know pretty good because nothing really gets resolved you know yeah. so that that's my number eight halloween three awesome uh so number seven jeremy number seven for me is halloween 2018 i i don't i don't hate this movie um i i'm just not it's it's something that it's it's hard for me to get a hundred percent behind because you know, when fans, when it was announced that they were making Halloween 2018, everybody was like, okay, like, no, cause nobody knew they were like, we're doing, they're, you know, Blumhouse is making a Halloween film. It's like, okay, well, let's see how this plays out. And then all of a sudden it was like, hey, Jamie Lee Curtis is coming back. And fans were like, fuck yes. Then they were like, uh, Nick Castle is coming back as Michael Myers. It's like, holy shit. Fuck yes. And then it was announced. And they are retconning everything except for the first film. And it was like, wait, yeah, what? Like what? Like, so now they're not brother and sister. And, and the way that it was explained, it was, 
you know, when, when you try to explain, well, they were brother and sister and like that kind of made it less scary. And, you know, Carpenter has admitted a thousand times that he, he didn't know what to write about and that, you know, he did that star Wars twist of like, Oh, they're related. And he, he admits that he, he said he was drinking a lot while writing the script because he had no idea what to write. So when all of a sudden you retcon all these sequels that people love and immediately alienates the fan base, at least a huge portion of the fan base. But I still, I still gave it the old college try. I was like, all right, let's go into this. This is a direct sequel to Halloween 2018. I mean, to uh, John Carpenter's Halloween. And I loved, I loved the beginning. I loved him back in Smith's Grove. I, I, I loved him being out in that yard. I loved the podcasters. I know a lot of people have an issue with the podcasters. I, I, I dug them. It felt very realistic I loved it. I loved everything until it got to the point with with Dr. Sartain, where he's like, I, I, I want to bring them to to, you know, to see how they would interact with one another. And it's like, oh, no, no, don't hey, do this. That's, don't that's do a this. good Sartain. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> but all of a sudden he's like, Michael, I'm bringing you to Lori. And then it's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, you don't need to do that. Like, there could have been enough. They, there could have been better writing that could have incidentally put the two together right it didn't have to be like this fucking left field doctor like wants to you know see michael attack Lori. i don't know man it, it kind of fell apart for me there I, I i have a lot to say and it's very similar so when it comes yeah. up on my list like I'll, yeah. I'll probably repeat some of that so i'm like all right well this became like really good and 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 really spot on for if you are making a direct sequel to john carpenter's halloween and now it became really silly and the way that it ended, I was okay with it. So I was like, you know what? Like, I like this movie. I, I don't love it, but I like it. It's it's enjoyable. I watched it again recently, and I was like, you know, before Halloween Kills came out, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not part of the camp that fucking worships this movie like a lot of people are, but I, I like it well enough. Um, but, yeah, that's that's my number seven is, is Halloween 2018. I, I wish I loved it more because it's got a lot of really great things in it, and Jamie Lee – I'll tell you right now that the first time that I watched it, the the scene where she joins her family at the restaurant and she like chugs the the glass of wine and then she starts talking about how she saw Michael and she starts breaking down and she starts crying. I'm going to tell you guys, I love Halloween so much. It is my favorite film of all time when she the way that she acted in that scene and, and portrayed, you know, her emotions in that dude I'm telling you right now, I was at a, a screening of this film in L.A. right before it came out everywhere. And I fucking tears coming down my face because here's Laurie Strode, a character that I love from my favorite film ever. And she's an emotional wreck and she's having this emotional moment. And I felt it like and, you know, I actually ended up seeing Jamie Lee um, the day before their premiere in L.A. And I told her, I was like, you were amazing in this film, like the way that you 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 portrayed the character 40 years later it impacted me like I cried. Was she, she cool? was like, dude, she was like. She literally, she stopped because she was signing autographs and she stopped and she said, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And like, it was cool, man. It was great. So, I mean, stuff like that, like, man, I, I, I love moments in this movie. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. As, as a whole, I, I can't I can't put it in my top five. Absolutely. Um, Langan. Uh, I'm an apologist for this film, just like you, Sam. <laughs> Halloween 6. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It gets a lot of flack, but I, I I like Halloween Six, you know, for what it is. It's it's a good film. I like the whole sanitarium scene. Um, I have not seen the. Have you guys seen? The, I'm sure you have the producers cut. People talk about. Yeah, 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 yep. 
how is that in comparison? It's it's crazy, man. It's, yeah, it is it's, crazy. It's a weird fucking cut. Like some people will tell you, like I prefer the you know the director's cut. Not me, man. That's a weird fucking movie, and I, I can see why the studio was like, no, we're gonna we're gonna do some other things instead. He, fucking, he rapes Jamie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Like the oh, baby, the baby story. in the beginning is his kid. I yeah, gotta see this again. L- 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 Langen heard that there was Michael rape, and he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna watch it." <laughs> That's it. I'm intrigued. I'm yeah, intrigued. no, I've read the same thing. People, some people prefer that version. And I'm like, yeah. I've never seen it, so but like I said, I figured you guys did. But uh, yeah, Halloween right. Six. That's mine. Cool. Uh, so my number seven is Halloween Kills. Um, man, let let's talk about this one. Um, I was salivating at the mouth because we, you know, it was a year late due to the pandemic. Um, and I, I just, I went to the theaters uh, on Thursday, the Thursday before it got released on Friday. And uh, I got to tell you right off the bat, <laughs> I was just like, Oh, I don't know. This one's going to be good. <laughs> you know, we get, we get to like the flashback, uh, <clears throat> At first, I think they do like a CGI Loomis. And I'm just like, what is going on right now? Like, why is he yelling dumb shit? Uh, turns out. Did that Michael was- kill again? Yeah, yeah. Did he kill again? I was just yeah, that like- was in the- I thought that was CGI. T- and I- I'll jump in because this is my number six. It's my oh, next one. Yeah, yeah. Like, but the- it's, a re- it's a dude they made up doing an impersonation. He- That's which, pretty good. Which man. made me respected more for sure. Um, yeah. So that was an old footage, man. I I'm like, okay, cool. Whatever. You know, I, I didn't mind Anthony Michael Hall. I didn't mind him. He didn't really bother me, but like a lot of people, (laughs) a lot of people seem to like, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I have a problem with him. Um, I I gotta say, I wish the survivors had more of a a role through the whole movie. I wish there wasn't like a hundred other people in the movie. I wish Mm -hmm. it was just about them. And they went from beginning to end instead of just like, Hey, it's it's the nurse and she is dead in like 10 minutes and then fucking, you know, Lindsay Wallace disappears like, you know, yeah. what I mean, like it just it just happened all so quick and it's got some problems for sure. It's got some problems. I, the kills are great. And, and I read on, I read on horror nerds. And I agree with the opinion where it was like great slasher movie, terrible Halloween movie. <laughs> and I was Absolutely. just like, I was like, you know what? I'll go with this. Um, I like it just, it just didn't feel like a Halloween movie. There, I feel yeah. like there was no like anticipation. There was no lurking. It was just like, oh, here's Michael, and he's just like ripping people apart. It was just kind of like, and then I hate the sound effects where it's like you take a mic and throw it in a box and shake it. Yeah. <laughs> just like, what the yeah. fuck is going on? I will say, I, the score was great too. I but the I feel like. I feel like it's underused. I feel like it's very yeah. underused. I, I didn't really feel the score through the whole movie. Um, there were some really cool scenes. I uh, I like the ending. I did like the ending. I did like uh, how they took a lot of parts from that uh, Daniel Farron's uh, script to uh, the original Halloween 6 thing where like, uh, man, I, I'm not even going to get into it, but like, you know, how the town wanted to, to kill Michael. And then he turns into this, like, you know, unbeatable monster that rises to like 12 feet tall, which is kind of like the variation that they went with. I watched it a second time at home on Peacock. And I thought to myself, okay, 
I like this more. And maybe in the grand scheme of watching it as a trilogy with 2018 kills and ends, it'll feel more like a full movie. Cause right now it just feels like this middle piece of like, okay, everything, yeah. just, everything just happened. It's like an episode. It's like this middle episode. And you're just like, all right, I don't know. Like this is crazy. Like it's just from beginning to end nonstop. Uh, but yeah, he, I'm anticipating the, uh, the next one for sure. But they're, they're over, like overall, though, I was so excited for this film and I, I think I, I really wanted to feel it in certain of it. Like I did like I know you didn't like the beginning, the intro as much. I did. Uh, and um, but but overall, I was I was jonesing for this movie and it kind of scratched that. Edge. There was two movies I was looking forward to this year, this one and The Many Saints of Newark and The Many Saints of Newark sucked. Oh man, I haven't seen it. I haven't oh seen it. man, yeah, it, so, it, that wasn't this was like I. This is good. That, that wasn't that wasn't very good. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so I like the ending too. I like the ending of Halloween Kills. I feel like it, like them, like Laurie talking to um, uh, Hawkins, uh, and they're kind of just you know talking about like you know how he's not a real like he's not a man. The more he kills, he transcends. Um, maybe Karen's really dead. I don't know. Maybe it's it it's not. I feel like she closed her eye. I, like it seemed almost like a dream sequence, to be honest with you. Which yeah. I hope it is because I like Judy Greer. Uh, yeah, I I think I think she's dead. So uh, that scene in particular, they went back and reshot that. So the original scene that got filmed for the ending of of Halloween Kills was that after the mob is kicking the shit out of Michael and, the, and then she stabs him in the spine and it's supposed to be, okay, well now he's dead. She walks back to the Myers house, just like she does in the theatrical version. She walks up to Michael's room, just like she does in the theatrical version. However, she calls Lori and says, Hey, he's gone. He's, he's dead. He's finally gone. And out of the shadows in the background, just like in the original Halloween, Michael appears out of the shadows and comes in Chokes her. and fucking, you know, he stabs her, he stabs her to death. And she drops the phone, but Lori can hear everything that's happening. And so she's screaming, right? And then after uh, Karen's dead, Michael picks up the phone just like he did in the original Halloween and puts it to his ear and he's breathing. And Lori knows that it's Michael and she's screaming, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Why did they not do that? So, so why did I, they not yeah. do that? So from what, from what I heard is that they had just finished writing the script for Halloween ends at the point that they were filming that and they they I, apparently the ending that we got in theaters connects better with what they wrote for Halloween ends. So that's why we didn't get it. But, you know, this yeah. this movie is like like I said on 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 my podcast, it, it it's polarizing in the same way that Rob Zombie's Halloween is. People have not shut the fuck up about this movie for days on days on days. And the way that I look at it is I remember going to see. Star Wars, the Phantom Menace mm. and watching it and being like, okay, well, I'm a massive Star Wars fan, but I didn't love this. And I kept going back to the theaters and rewatching it. Like I missed something like no. it was my fault. You didn't miss anything. No, no, I didn't. And that's, that's how Halloween kills is for me. Like, I feel like so many people are enjoying it that I feel like, like, am I missing what this is supposed to be? Um, it's, it just reminds me of the Phantom Menace, man. You know, I, Enjoy it enough. It's a fun slasher film. It's just not a good Halloween movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so g give me your number six real quick then, Jeremy. My number six is Halloween 3. Great, great Halloween-themed movie. Doesn't necessarily doesn't really fit into 
yeah. to this franchise at all. And I, I rem- like, like you, I remember being a kid and uh, somebody had told me like, don't watch Halloween three Michael's not in it. So I, I remember <laughs> vividly being at the video store and boom, they've got the box, you know, and they've got the tape for Halloween three. So great box, I would, great box, yeah. great box, amazing artwork. I would pick it up, man. And I remember, I remember doing this so many times. I would flip it over and I would read what it was. I would read what it was about. And just my, my child brain was blown away. Like, well, how do you make a Halloween movie without Michael Myers? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just like not going to rent this. Fuck that. And I would put it back. But the amount of times I picked it up and read it and then I never rented it. And I, I didn't, and I didn't watch this movie until I was in probably my late teens. I finally was like, all right, I'm going to watch Halloween three. I had uh, ordered a uh, like Japanese bootleg box set of the Halloween franchise, and it was like a region-free thing. So I was like, all right, I'm going to finally watch Halloween 3, and I did. And holy shit, it's a fun, brutal yeah. fucking movie, man. And, and you've got Tom Atkins. You've got the mustache himself. Like, what else? what else could you ask for? He was fantastic in the movie. The kills were fantastic. You know, uh, Dick Warlock was fucking menacing. You know, it was it was disgusting. What very, a fun movie. Very fun movie. Like, I couldn't believe it. You know, and it's funny, like, you know, in time, just things just, you know, they hit, you know, they hit at the right time. And it's like uh, it, it's it's this weird, strange, forgotten movie in the middle of this franchise. But like when you really take your time to watch it you're like this is a really good movie you know it's a, it's just a great plot so awesome uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's having a, a huge resurgence too man like it just keeps getting more and more popular now they're coming out with action figures and dolls and like right now and fucking like shoney's restaurants or some shit like that there is like plushies in these like fucking the the crane arm grab games or whatever like, oh yeah yeah it's fucking weird man like this movie is now being merchandised because it's becoming so popular so good for Good for Tommy Lee Wallace, you know, a little late, but his movie's finally getting some shine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Langan, so anything to add to Halloween Kills, your number six? No, no. Okay. Uh, So my number six is H2O. Uh, You know, saw this in the theaters. Uh, I got to say, I I didn't really like it in the theaters. I didn't really like it. Uh, It just, I love LL Cool J. (laughs) But once again, I feel like, there was something about the these these uh, horror movies that were just trying to throw in like any random rapper and give them the worst dialogue. Granted, <laughs> way better dialogue than the Buster Rhyme shit the movie after, because yes. uh, he was likable. I just wish they gave them like a real role, you know, something right. that was just like okay, cool, like be a normal character, not just some like oh yeah, like uh, just so cliche, terrible. Um, I really. Uh, ignored this movie and like later on like I gotta say within the last 10 years the more I watch it the more I like it I really think the begin like the first half of this movie is really effective the very beginning of this movie is very effective George uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh right that's yeah because yeah. the, the the original nurse same thing like with the one that was in yeah. kills so basically yeah so it's like the same thing over and over again great beginning uh, great suspense, great tension. I just didn't like the last half of the movie or the last, like maybe like the last part of it. You know, I like the first two thirds, um, very definitive with the head shop. I, if, if they didn't make resurrection, it would have been great. I just feel like a movie like this being attached to resurrection also hurts it. Um, 
But if you go back and you watch this movie, it's creepy. It's very like atmospheric. It feels like it feels like a fucking hollow Halloween movie. Um, some really good kills. I got to say the, the things that bothered me the most, the mask. I think uh, this is a terrible mask, terrible mask. And the the trailer always had like, you know, that that doorway scene with the the glass and like the, Jamie Lee and like Michael is staring at each other. And the other thing that kills me is that arm pull up thing that he drops down from him. Just like <laughs> and the fact that he's like, I don't know, at, at least five inches t- smaller than he normally is. Yeah. <laughs> so, But hey, that being said, it's it's a very good movie. Didn't make my top five, but Halloween H2O, um, which brings us to number five. Yeah, so the top five, man. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Uh, number five for me is Halloween 6. Uh, I remember renting this movie as soon as it came out, and I was so amped for it. And it delivered for me at when I was however old I was, I was super young. I just, I loved the shit out of it. I loved, it was a brutal, it is a brutal movie. You know, some of these kills, like the, uh, you know, the the dad strode in this movie. It's like a fucking abusive piece of shit. And dude, his death scene went on for fucking ever. So long that literally they cut to a shot of the outside of the house. And like, there's, you see the electrical bolts happening and then it goes back him being fucked up more you know (laughs) i i i love the brutality of this movie i can forgive some of the the silly thorn cult of thorn shit like i i'm not a fan of that but ultimately we got a very brutal scary michael myers i dug paul rudd's tommy doyle um i you know a lot of people have have issue with with his version of tommy doyle i i dug it and it's just a fun movie, man. I, I I dig it. That's why it's in my top five. Fuck yeah. Um, Lang, give me your number five. Uh, Halloween 2018. Okay. Uh, I mentioned already, I thought it was an admirable return, resurrection of the series. Um, I was sold on Me and you loved this movie when it came out. I remember saying yeah. I think yeah, we yeah. discussed it on the show. But uh, my biggest beef with it is that it's just called Halloween, too. Like, because it is a sequel to Halloween. Yeah, so right. Been, yeah. Why not Halloween Returns? Something yeah. like that. Instead, we have to all refer to it as Halloween 2018. 20. Yeah. Because it ain't the same. It's on a remake, you know? It's a sequel, sort of. Yeah, yeah. It's strange. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's why we're, we're, we're getting that with Scream, too. I mean, they're making Scream yeah. 5 is coming out, and it's 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 five simply cream. called Scream. It's yeah, five cream. Five cream. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's like, just, just Scream for this yeah. one. It's it's weird how studios are making those those decisions. I think yeah. it's just like trying to capture like the the next generation of. But kids. if it's a remake, I get it. But if it's not, then it's another film. Oh, yeah. for sure. You know, it's crazy. But well, yeah, yeah, that's my me, number five. Yeah, same thing with me. Uh, I have uh, twenty eighteen. So um, interesting when Danny McBride was attached to it for sure. Um, and I just remember going to the theaters, and I gotta say, I like for some reason some people didn't really like the the cold uh, open of this. I liked it. I really I liked it. it. I like the po- I love the podcasters. I love when they're he's holding the masks, and then the, it's just like the the shot, the dog barking, and then it kicks right into the, the 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 intro. The only thing that was weird was the CGI pumpkin. I'm like, I don't know what this is all about. Um, then the the bathroom scene with the teeth really good um what else was good uh i didn't like the kid the little black kid super funny 
I just, I, I don't like, like I said, I'm not really too into that humor thing. Like I don't get that part of it because it kind of like, it really takes you out of that scene because she's trying to close the door and, and Michael's in there, which they showed in the trailer, which is fucking stupid. Um, I love the scene where he's like uh, following that fat kid Oscar and like the, the lights are blinking and he keeps popping up, you know, uh, but the movie lost me exactly where Jeremy said. Once they turned the doctor, I was just like, what the fuck? I'm like, what? Is, like, oh, so he just took michael out and then stabbed the like i'm just like that's weird like why would they do this like it didn't even make sense can can we actually talk about the fact that hawkins gets stabbed in the neck several times and literally run over like a sack of potatoes and when halloween kills comes around motherfucker just has a band-aid on his neck his face isn't fucked up like you got dude bro you got run over like savagely like your whole body rolled and he, all you have is a Band-Aid on your neck, like where you got s- fucking stabbed. I'm like, OK. And, and he could talk. I mean, he got like Oz shanked in the neck, like straight up, like his shit is like hanging out. I'm like, there's no way this guy. I forgot he got ran over, you know, but yeah. I, I I didn't really get like I just didn't get like that part of like the doctor thing, you know, like I just uh, someone mentioned to me that it should have been like um, uh, Laurie was drinking. And somehow was following the bus and she like got a DWE crash. You know, she was the reason he escaped, you know, like that would have been a, a cooler angle than like, there you go, you know, something like that. So, but still, I love it. I, I think it's really good. I, I liked it more than kills. Uh, it felt like a Halloween movie. It felt like the force awakens. Like when I watched Halloween 2018, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, this is kind of like every other movie, but it feels like a Halloween movie and I'll take it. So, you know, Force Awakens was just like a new hope all over again. But I'm like, you know what? I'm glad to be back in this universe. Yeah. You know, I like it a lot. So perfect analogy too, man. So uh, number four, Jeremy. Number four is Halloween Four, the return of Michael Myers. And it certainly was a return of Michael Myers. Uh, Halloween was back, baby. We got Michael Myers back. We got, Dr. Loomis back, despite the fact that the fucking hospital blew up. But, you know, <laughs> here, here, here we are, you know, Halloween four, because more like the return of profits, because they were like, yo, that Halloween three thing that wasn't happening. So was it? Yeah. Let, let's let them know. No, this is the return of Michael Myers. It says so on the post. Yeah, he's right. They this, went out of their way. Yeah, he's he's in this movie. Uh, it's it's a great movie. Like, obviously, uh, I actually. I met Jamie Lee the first time in 2012 when she did her one-off horror convention. She did Horror Hound Weekend, and I got to ask her a question in, in the uh, the Q and A. And I said, you know, obviously they they came to you for sequels throughout the years before you did H2O. Was there ever a point where you had even considered returning for another sequel in Halloween? And she flat out told me she said no. She said. You know, it was at the point of my career where I knew if I made another horror film, like I was typecasted and that was it. She said, of course, they did come to me for the sequels and it was just pass like, no, thank you. Um, so obviously, you know, they, they couldn't bring Jamie Lee back for this one. You know, they got Donald Pleasance back, which is rad as fuck. And uh, we got a really weird looking mask, though, man, like a fucking like like permed like that motherfucker was permed and blew out. Um <laughs> What is that? That's another strange thing. It's like, okay, like you obviously like you have a decent budget, like you're making a fucking Halloween movie. You got enough money to bring Donald Pleasance into this, but you can't 
like come up with a better mask than that. The mask has always been really perplexing for me for this franchise. Like how hard yep. is it? Yep. Yep. Right. To yep. get this mask right, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I, I really enjoy this movie. It feels not only like a Halloween movie, but it feels like the season Halloween mm. in the film. I, I felt like they did a good job of making it feel like it was Halloween time of year mm. for this. So it's, it's a fun movie. And I, I, it's really interesting, you know, Tarantino has gone on record as saying that he was like, you know, Halloween 4 is way better than it it should be. Like Halloween 4 is a good good horror film. Mm. So I I I always have a blast sitting down and watching this one. For sure, definitely. Uh Langan, what's your number 4? My my number 4 is the same thing. Uh Boom. Halloween 4. Um I remember as a kid being so excited that Michael was back and I'll, I'll, you know, just to piggyback on what Jeremy said, the, the, of it feeling like a Halloween movie, the intro to this Halloween is probably my favorite of all time. It's the most like fall autumn of the season intro for something about it really gets me in the mood for this season. Um, but yeah, and the same, I have the same gripes with the mask and certain aspects of the film. Again, a lot of a, a kid being the main part of it but uh she killed overall, it she it, killed it, it though yeah no she did get, i mean it was better than five <laughs> you know, but uh but yeah uh, a lot of the same reasons jeremy said but yeah that's my number four cool uh so my number four will be halloween six um huge apologist i you know uh the director had a lot to work with but actually daniel farron's wrote it so he had to make sense of of four and five and the, the man in black and all this other shit. And I, I thought I, I thought with the shit that he was left with, he really tied together something pretty cool. The producer's cut is something worth watching for its absurdity. Mm-hmm. But I like the theatrical a lot more. Um, I like Paul Rudd. I, I think he was great in it. Um, you know, he. I know he was just he's a great actor, you know, like the shit that he just did in there was great. Uh, The mom from Better Off Dead, (laughs) you know, uh, the dad who just smacked the shit out of his daughter. Like, I mean, just it's such a this was probably the last movie that felt like a real Halloween movie from the first batch. Um, The just everything about it, it felt like it was dark. it's actually a, a pretty creepy movie, pretty scary. You know, you put it on at night. It's just Michael Myers is definitely Michael Myers in this one. Um, and they did the best they could with what they had. And, and you know, this is the, I mean, Don, Donald Pleasance was like, fuck it, man. He attached himself to this franchise. He's like, I'm going to do it till I die. And he did fucking died after the end of this movie. And they had to redo it, but they couldn't redo it. Um, and I, it's it's great. You know, it's it's if you want a Halloween movie, if you want a really good slasher, uh, it it didn't land everything it was trying to do. But goddamn it, it to me, this is a Halloween movie for sure. So, fuck yeah, uh, let's do our top three, man. Give me your number three, Jeremy. Halloween two. Rick Rosenthal and John Carpenter's Halloween two. It uh, picks up, obviously, directly at the moment where the original ends. And it's just. You you could you could tell though that they they kind of didn't know what to do with it because you can't do the same exact thing again because you know Carpenter gave us a slow burn horror film you know very Hitchcock in a lot of ways and it's perfection so 
you know, money talks. They, they got him back to write it. And he, he was like, all right, like, let me throw this thing together. So what he did was he kind of followed some trends that were happening in the, the early eighties with horror films, like the Friday the 13th. And he, this became more of like a body count film, uh, you know, straight up slasher film. You still did have some of those moments and there, there was still slow burn elements in this because it's not like we got Lori and Michael action off, off the bat. Like that was something that built over the course of the movie which I think is why this movie stands apart from other slashers is because it's still the pacing of it was still great for the lead character with the villain. And it's just a really satisfying, satisfying movie. The kills are brutal. It's just, it's, it's really well-made. I, you know, I'm reading a book. Um, it's, it's about John Carpenter's career and he, it, you know, he did a bunch of interviews for the book. It's called Prince of Darkness. And, it was really interesting to hear John Carpenter talk about this movie because he said that he had to do something to Rick Rosenthal that he, he wouldn't have ever wished to happen on him, which was essentially he told Rosenthal, hey, man, I trust you. Go make here's the script, but go make your movie. Rosenthal handed in a cut and Carpenter was like, oh, no, it's like it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So Carpenter and the studio gave their notes and said, go back and re-edit it and they even gave him like a top notch editor and he handed in the second version of the film and carpenter was like somehow it was worse wow so Car- carpenter had to essentially be like move and literally went out and carpenter went and filmed some more of this movie and you know he filmed some more death scenes and he, he filmed some more like exposition stuff and carpenter and team were the ones that that edited this movie and, and i tell you what from the sound of it, I don't think there's any love there between them, even like still to this day about wow. that. Yeah. That's, so I had no idea that that's yeah. crazy. Ex- yeah. exclusive here. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. for us. <laughs> yeah, man. So ha- Halloween too, man, it's, it's a great, it is a great Halloween film and it's the last time we see the, cause you know, that is the original mask, even though it looks different because oh, it, it, yeah. it, yeah, it fits on, it fits on Dick Warlock's head differently than it did on Nick Castle. So it looks like it's a different mask, but it's, it's the same. So it was the last time we got a really great looking Michael Myers for quite some time. On it, right? Yeah, dude, all the, Hill, I think. Yep, yep. Deborah Hill smoking <laughs> cigarettes and it was kept in a shoebox <laughs> under her bed. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Langan, your number three, uh, Halloween three, uh, and this is my ranking as a 48-year-old man. If you asked me when I was a child, this would definitely have been at the bottom of however many came out at that point. Because <laughs> it was a lot less than 12, obviously. But uh, I, I love this movie. Um, it, it's it's completely savage. Obviously, doesn't have Michael Myers. That's the drawback everyone has to it. But uh, I love the evil corporation story. I love... Um, it's got that invasion of the body snatchers feel where like all these people are watching you, those guys in the suits, those, uh, just the imagery of it. It's, um, very sinister. And, uh, and the masks are so iconic. I mean, I love even in the recent well, Halloween kills, those three kids, they all had the masks. Like it yeah. still makes yep, yep, uh, yep. appearances and they're so cool on this, uh, great design, but, um, yeah, this is a complete opposite ranking of where it would be at the time in my life. But as of right now, an old man, Halloween three, number three. As an old bearded man. 
Yeah, awesome. Like yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So I, 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 I see where we're all going here. And uh, I'm going to mm -hmm. do my number three because I'm pretty sure from there we could all figure out where we're going. So my number three is Halloween four. Watched it again last night for like the hundredth time. Um, this is fantastic. This feels uh, the most like a Halloween movie aside from the first two, in my opinion. Um, the mask is fucking terrible when i first saw the mask like you know in like that scene where like like uh uh, uh, uh jamie's in the bedroom and the, and the lightning yeah. strikes and yeah it's so fucking white <laughs> it's just so fucking white. i'm like where did he fucking just get this thing from it's like it's like a sheet of paper you know uh it's like it's unbelievable but i everything about it you know these movies are great because of the isolation like in places where you feel like there should be more people, there's less people. Like you see a police force that has like what eight guys, if even uh, you end up in this house at the end that the house stuff is great because they were still using that, the mask thing where it pops up, you know? So like uh, you see his mask when, when, you know, they're talking, you know, uh, Meeker's like, Oh, uh, you know, telling the deputy to watch it and he leaves. And, uh, it's it's still great super creepy uh the one thing i will say uh the most ridiculous part of the movie is when, <laughs> when they're fucking driving out of town and it's like jamie uh, uh what's what's the blonde girl's name i forgot her rachel name. rachel yeah and they're 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 like driving with like the you know like the town fucking like a uh, gunman and they drive through this like mist and all of a sudden Michael Myers pops on the, on the fucking truck. I'm just like, what is that? Like, it didn't even make sense. But to me, I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know what? I'll excuse it. Cause we're at the end. So, but uh, it's it, it, the intro, the best intro, the best intro, everything we said, it's just like, when you want a Halloween uh, October movie, the intro is great. And when the nurse or, or like that paramedic, like when they're taking Michael's body out of the, you know, Smith, uh, she's just like, okay, let's go. And then the music kicks in like uh, when he's on the gurney, fuck man. And then the thumb to the fucking head, I love Woo! that, man, that's that, that top notch slasher shit right here. So Halloween four for me. Uh, so that's it. Last two, man. I, I know where you're at, so I'm sure we all have the same number one, but give me your number two. Yeah. Halloween H2O. Like I said earlier, it was the, the first one that I saw in theaters. And I, I feel like even though this was, like right during the scream mania, right? This is yep. right after scream came out. So I mean, they went so far as to, to, to hire uh, Kevin Williamson who yep. wrote scream to do some, some script polishing to make it more scream. Like, you know, um, it, it definitely had a lot of the, the scream aesthetics as far as the, the kids and how they, they talked and interacted on, on the, uh, the school campus. However, I feel like tonally, out of the entire franchise, even though Halloween 2 con directly connects to Halloween, I feel like Halloween H2O just did the best out of all the sequels as far as feeling and having that same vibe and tone as John Carpenter's Halloween. It was a, Halloween H2O is a slow burn, you know, horror film. And it, you know, it takes time. Of course, Michael does what Michael does. And we get that sporadically throughout the script, but it, it builds and it, it builds. Does, and it it builds. does build. Yeah. J Janet Lee's in the movie too. That's another Fuck like, yeah, yeah. Very cool stuff. So yeah, I just, uh, for me, it, it, it feels the closest 
to John Carpenter's Halloween. And I just, I love it. I never get tired of watching it. It is my favorite sequel to watch. So Halloween H2O, man. The mask doesn't bother you? Dude, you mean the masks. Because <laughs> oh, yeah, there's like, there's, there's three of them, right? Uh, dude, I think there's four of them. Okay. Yeah. yeah and I, I don't I, even think that's including the, or maybe that is including the CGI. I remember one. the story, right? What, what was it like? Weren't they saying like it just wasn't working? So they had to like go get another one, right? Yeah. So Steve Miner, he, yeah, he had Miner. Stan Winston come up with a mask. And I, I'm pretty sure it was the Stan Winston one. And that was the one like, did it just look so wonky, man? To where it was just like, it looked really thick. Like the mask, like it was a lot of latex and it was thick and it had this huge eye cut holes in the mask and it was really fucking white. And so he started filming with that and the studio was like, oh no, like this looks like shit. So they brought in, they were like, all right, well, people didn't complain so much about Halloween 6. So they brought in John Carl Beekler and they made another mask off of his mold from Halloween six. And that's the mask that he's wearing in some of the shots where he was killing nurse Marion um, from the original Halloween. It was in her house. A couple shots. You could see he's wearing the H six mask and, but they like enter, they change it, man. And then they brought in K and B and K and B did a different mask. And then in the kitchen, they fucking did this, uh, the CGI mask, um, man. It, there's so many fucking masks going on. It just got to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm more focused on the story yeah, than yeah. I am on, on the mask. So, like, I, I will be an apologist for the, the sure, fucked sure, up yeah, masks yeah, yeah. in that yeah. movie. But they're, they're, not, they're not good. Out of all of them, I would take uh, Beekler's Halloween 6 mask over all of those other masks. What about his foot? His foot, man. You heard about that, dude. <laughs> you said I, I need to send you, you the no, no, you said to Did him. I send it to you? Yeah, yeah. I asked dude. for it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, his fucking foot, dude. <laughs> I was at a, so uh Langan, I was at a uh, convention and a fucking John, John Carl Beekler, God rest his soul, is sitting at a fucking uh, a table and he's signing autographs and shit like that. So I bring up a Halloween poster and I'm like, "Hey, Mr. Beekler, I'm like talking to him." And then like I notice that he's not wearing shoes or socks <laughs> and his fucking feet are gnarly, dude. Like they're they're like all like like going in like different directions. It's kind of like the Spice Girls, man. They're all like different yeah. colors yeah, and yeah. <laughs> different different <laughs> shapes and going in different directions. Like like posh, oh, man, it's, posh toe, sporty yeah, toe. sporty toe. Like dude, so I I I on the sneak, my buddy was talking to him and I pulled my cell phone out and I took a picture of his foot because I had to. I was like, dude, I gotta show people how fucking terrifying his foot looks like a fucking ghoulie ate it <laughs> it's so bad dude so bad so yeah shout, shout out to him and and rest in peace of course r.i.p man <laughs> if anybody wants to see john carl beekler's foot i got you all day long <laughs> i might make that the uh the picture for the episode oh yeah, fuck yeah uh lang number two uh my number two is what i'm sure your number two is sam halloween yep. too absolutely um one of the best direct sequels ever. Um, it's so nice to, with, with horror movies, there's in some of these franchises, there's so little continuity to actually have a film that picks up right where the last one leaves off. There's a lot to be said for that. Um, of all the Halloween movies, my favorite poster, I love the, the, the pumpkin yeah. on the Halloween two poster. Um, but you know, what can I say? Ups the kills. Um, it's it's just it's one of the best sequels of all time. I love it. Yeah, for, for me, um, 
it doesn't get any better uh, in this genre or subgenre or whatever than than the one two punch that these movies bring for sure. So my number two, Halloween 1981. Uh, that's a fucking pumpkin intro. That's a fucking pumpkin intro. And and it, it the razor blade in the mouth oh. is just so peripheral, but it's like so effective to a kid. I'm like, yo, I'm like, what the fuck? Why does this kid have razor blade in his mouth? Uh, Leo Rossi. I mean, come on. Amazing Grace. Come sit on my face. <laughs> um, Lance Guest. You know, this movie was directed by Rick Rosenthal, but it felt like it was just another. It felt like the same movie. Yeah, Like it yeah. still felt like the same fucking vibe. Um it's a hospital once again, where there should be a thousand people, but there's like three, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you're like, Holy yeah. shit. You're like, if anything happens here, we're fucked. It's the most understaffed hospital ever. ever. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So. Well, also this movie needs its shine too, because as this whole franchise went on, it's like the forgotten thing in like yeah. the universes and stuff oh you yeah know, everyone has these new one pick up yeah they're like ah fuck two we're just gonna go off yeah <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? no That's respect great. for that shit no respect but um hey. yeah i fucking love it man it's you know it's it, there was a time uh where i would watch it more than i would watch one Me because too. it just it, it had that same feeling it just had mm -hmm. the same feeling uh god i, I don't know i love it so but anyway, we all have number one Halloween, the original, right? So, of course, yeah. Of course. But let, let, let's talk about it, Jeremy. Yeah, I mean, this this movie is is soul food for me. I, I mean, I listened to the score for this yeah. film way, like probably an embarrassing amount. Like if people <laughs> could hear the music that I was playing in my car as I was driving, they'd be like, that is a fucking crazy person. Because <laughs> a lot of times, dude, I just I cruise to, you know, different film scores and Halloween a lot of times is, is, is the one that I that I go for. I know every line of dialogue in this movie. I've been to like pretty much all the filming locations. You know, I've traveled the the country over the past 12 years meeting the casting crew. I mean, this this movie just means so much to me. I can who, I can who put was it the on. coolest? Who was who was like aside from Jamie Lee, who else have you met that was really cool? Man, um PJ, she gets it, man. She um she understands the fandom behind this movie. Mm. She understands what it what it like what it's like and what it means to be a fan as well. So she is just so down to earth and so cool. And the, the the cool thing about her as well is that she is a fan of John Carpenter's Halloween. Like you know, sometimes people when they work on the pro you know on a project, I think you're, they get so I, close to yep, it. Yep, I know where you're going, but go ahead. Yeah, but true. she yeah she she. She gets it, and I think that she really herself loves the movie as well, so she's a fan of it. And so meeting her fans, she's just so fucking cool, man. Um, and they I use her, her voice. They, I they, met her at MonsterCon. Uh, she was really – She signed, I had her sign my rock and roll high school, though. Oh, hell yeah. That's right. <laughs> but they, and they That's use rad. her voice as, as the teacher in 2018, which in I thought 2018. was fucking yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I actually – I had her sign my Halloween 2018 poster because I was like, hey, your voice is in there. Yeah. Sign this poster. But uh, yeah, man, she she's cool. And I mean, this movie, I could, I could turn it on any day of the week and mm -hmm. just not think about anything else. And just I'm in Haddonfield and I'm with these people and I'm along for this journey. And a lot of times it's like it's like music, man. You can't listen to the same album over and over again because eventually you go, I, I don't want to fucking hear that anymore. I've heard it. That's not the case for me in Halloween. I can watch it a thousand times and still go god damn i love this movie 
lot, lots of quotes. I mean, my, one of my favorite shirts that I have is um, uh, the station wagon, and it just says, hey, jerk, speed kills. Fuck you know? yeah. Because it's like, who? it doesn't mean anything to anyone, but like, <laughs> if you know, you're like, you know. yeah, yeah, like, you that's know. fucking awesome, you know? Like, it's just uh, such a such a random quote. But, uh, Langan, anything you want to add? No, I mean, that was perfectly said. I mean, just that it's talking about the, the score. It's probably the greatest score in It is the greatest. History. It's uh, it's great in in the running for all films, but uh, definitely for horror, you know, it's synonymous. Uh, like it's up there with Jaws, fucking yeah. Star Wars. Like you hear, like everybody knows. It's so signature, and it's such a ba- basic little riff that he put together, and it became this thing. It's just, you know, unbelievable. But uh, yeah, just just like Jeremy said, I mean, I can uh, I can watch it anytime. It never grows tiresome to me. It's uh, it's a mood, and uh, it just represents also too, like you know, the power of independent cinema. Because this was a low budget film, three hundred thousand maybe, right? And look yeah. what it did. You know, it's a, it's amazing. You know what what a good movie can do. You know, and, and, and you could see in uh, the new se- uh, season of Netflix, the movies that made us, mm. the first episode. Um, have you watched that yet, Jeremy? I have, and I gotta be honest, man. I fucking hate that <laughs> show. Yes. I hate that show, and the reason the reason why is it's so fucking corny, right? It's like the the tone of these episodes, man. The, They're the like edits. The edits dude, are too comical. Oh my god, They're it's a like sticky. It's like this is a perfect example, and I think this is actually a direct quote. It's like in 1978, John Carpenter went out, set out to make his first, you know, his film, Halloween, which was a bloody movie, and it's like. Halloween didn't have any blood in it. Scratch that. Halloween didn't have any blood in it. It's like, yeah. dude, what the fuck is happening? Like, why are you being so goofy and over the top with this thing? Um, I can't. I can't fucking do it, man. I, I tried watching it because I like Jurassic. You know, I love Jurassic Park and I love okay. Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. And both of those episodes, I literally turned off. I was like, I can't fucking do this slapstick bullshit. There is some sh- some sticky delivery in it. But I mean, it's I mean fu- you seem like a total expert on this on this. uh film i'm sure jeremy but like there was some some stuff that i didn't know i didn't know that the um like a lot of the budget was because camera uh carpenter had to have these certain cameras um kind of glide yep yeah 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 see i didn't know that it was like a third of the budget right and it could only shoot a certain amount of time and that's where they did the shot with the mask so they could have a cut scene like little things like that i didn't know them before so yes if they delivered it like a little less like zany yeah yeah it was like it was like a vh1 like talking head show but i did learn a couple of things and i thought i knew everything i I, i'm out there snorting lines of this show up i i I tell you what guys if if you want a really great documentary on halloween like the most definitive like for the first film the most definitive documentary that's out there i love it i purchased on amazon years ago i don't think it's even in print anymore but a and E did a inside yep, yep. story. I got for it. Halloween. Do you you have it, dude? I, it. I feel like that. That's it. Like, if any information you want to know about this film, it's in this documentary. It's fucking fantastic. A and E crushed it. Yeah, nice. dude, yeah, amazing, yeah. amazing. Cool. Yeah, listen, this was fun. I, yeah. We always like to do um, uh, October centric episodes, man, and and I feel like it's a long time coming. Like, I admire all the shit you do, man. Uh, Thanks, just, man. Just, I, I appreciate it. You know, yeah, just, luck, man, yeah, just, 
Yeah, I know you got Vicky Vale music coming out. I know you got fucking uh, Fred Heads. Uh, so busy, man. Yeah, busy, brain busy. much respect <laughs> to you. Thank you for taking time to talk to us. And yeah. that's it, man. Anytime you want to come back, man, and hang out, we'll, we'd love to have you. Dude, yeah, you, you send me the invite. I'll be there, man. Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys. Later. Peace. Peace.